Over time, evolution takes its course. Organisms once dominant in their environments must find ways to adapt to change or give way to upstarts. Welcome to Copyright Clearance Center's podcast series. I am Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. Organizations and organisms share more than a Latin root word. Both are never static, but destined forever for change. Once the annual conference of the American Booksellers Association, from a time before giant chains and Amazon, when publishers' sales reps hand-sold forthcoming titles to thousands of independent bookstore owners, Book Expo America is touted as the largest trade show for the publishing industry in the U.S., As a book world creature, however, BEA's fortunes have ebbed with those of the industry. And this week, organizers read exhibitions, announced plans for what was called a more focused conference, albeit one with a global ambition. Jim Milliot, editorial director of Publishers Weekly, joins me for our Friday review of the book business news, and he has details on what kind of trade show animal publishers should expect to see in June 2017. Welcome back to Beyond the Book, Jim. Nice to be here again, Chris. Well, we have a lot to talk about here and, and, and something that should interest just about every one of our listeners because Book Expo has been for so long, as we said in the intro, uh, the largest trade show for the publishing industry. It will continue to be that way, but, but not the same as it was even last year. So, so give us some of the updates. Yeah, definitely not the same, Chris. And I think in your intro, you you did a great summary of what's happened. You know, once upon a time, this was a four-day trade show uh, over the Memorial Day weekend. And so this is going to be the latest evolution of trying to really develop uh, a show that meets the needs of the publishers today. And one thing that has become apparent is that the big publishers do want a place to go every year. But they want one that they think is a little bit more manageable in terms of cost and in terms of who's there and the logistics behind it all. Well, we'll go into some detail on that. And let's uh, tell people, too, about something important. We can't even call it BEA anymore. It used to be ABA and then it was BEA, but we can't call it BEA any longer. We cannot. It is Book Expo. And one reason they they dropped it is because they thought it was too regionalized by having Book Expo America and having America in in the name. Um, You know, I'm not sure how critical that was, but, you know, so be it. They also wanted to make Book Expo tie a little bit better into BookCon, which we'll talk a little bit down the road here, I'm sure. And BookCon is Reed's consumer-facing show, one geared for the readers out there, that they started in 2014 and have put it the day after BEA where they've ever had it. They've had it in New York, and this year they had it in Chicago. So the whole BookCon growth factor is something that's playing into the changes at uh, Book Expo. Absolutely. And, you know, many of us uh, listening, certainly both of us, chatting right now are just returned from the Frankfurt Book Fair, which, although it has a public event side to it, remains very much a a B2B program, right? And is that the point here, uh, that uh, Book Expo is really becoming sort of the the uh, the the stepchild to BookCon as a consumer show. <laughs> I don't think they call it stepchild, but yeah, they're definitely trying to twin, if you will, a B two B conference that is Book Expo with uh, BookCon, which in 2017 will be two days. So yeah, let's just quickly review what you know the changes at Book Expo here. Um, one of the big factors is that. 
the show, the trade show floor, the exhibit floor will only be two days. In the past, it's been three or in Chicago this year, it was two and a half. But one of the points of that is to try to limit the costs to exhibiting for the publishers. So one day less on the trade floor. So that should save some money. One of the problems, though, in doing that is that uh, Reed did this once before and the international exhibitors were not amused that they were coming over for only two days. And this was before BookCon was around. So this year and going into 2017, Reed is developing what they hope is a more robust Wednesday event, a, a full conference that'll have uh, more international representation. They're thinking of getting four or five countries to come over to talk about what's going on in, in their regions. They're putting things like the bookselling celebration of book selling luncheon uh, on that day. That's a done deal. And they're trying to develop, you know, thought leaders coming in. So they're trying to make Wednesday, which is the day before the um, show floor will open on Thursday and Friday, uh, give people a reason to come to, to New York uh, on, on Wednesday. Right. And, and so, so those are the things that are kind of getting uh, amplified. But uh, beyond losing the America in the name, we're also losing some elements of the conference. So there have been sort of uh, mini uh, programs uh, adjacent to uh, BEA, and those will not be returning. Right, exactly. Things like the Book Bloggers Conference that had run in conjunction with uh, Book Expo or won't be held next year. IDPF, which is a big uh, digital organization had always run theirs adjacent to it. But the Reed folks thought that that would maybe contributing too much noise, make it more of a circus without actually benefiting the publishers. Because really, you know, when we're talking about the focus here, as Brian McDonald said, they're trying to make sure that the people they have in the book expo aisles are the people that the publishers want to meet with. And those people are the professional book buyers, you know, booksellers, obviously, um, librarians, uh, book buyers from any range of specialty retailers, museum book buyers, um, you know, distributors obviously be very welcome. So that's what they want to bring it back to, you know, a one-on-one -on -one interaction between the publishers and the professional book buyers who who buy their books. Right, and, and we, we had some numbers out recently about attendance at uh, Chicago for the BEA uh, conference earlier this year. The, the numbers were down and, 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 and by a fair amount. So, so are people happy to be getting back to New York, Jim, do you think? Oh, <laughs> they are ecstatic to get back to New York, especially the publishers. I mean, everybody knew Chicago attendance would be down. I mean, one reason it was there is because the booksellers like a cheaper place to go than New York, you know, having seen the hotel prices when we were out there this year, I'm not sure how much cheaper it was. But to that point, Reed is going to be subsidizing a hotel for booksellers uh, this year in New York, next year in New York, to the tune of ensuring that if you're in that hotel, booksellers won't have to pay more than $200 a night. Well, that's an important discount for them. As you say, booksellers these days, their, their budgets are stretched to start with. So getting out to New York and, and paying those big Manhattan prices um, certainly must uh, must be something they have to reckon with. Finally, uh, and, you know, PW is, uh, is a, a regular uh, reporter on the Comic-Con uh, conferences around the country. Um, are you expecting to do a lot of coverage for BookCon itself? Is that going to be as exciting an event as, uh, say, Comic-Con? Con has become? Well, Reed sure hopes it's going to be. Again, it started in 2014. 
they had about 10,000 people and it surprised Reed because they kind of put it together pretty quickly. And what one of the biggest surprises was they had thought maybe it would be older women, um, you know, who like to read. Um, but the overwhelming majority were young adult people who like uh, young adult books. So they've written with that. In Chicago, the attendance was 8,000. Two years ago, when it was two days in at um, Javits Center in New York, they had almost 18,000. So in 2017, they're thinking it's going to be uh, 25,000 readers coming to BookCon over that Friday and Saturday. Well, well that's certainly a tremendous growth, and, and publishers have to be happy with that. Uh, certainly those professional book buyers they're going to see at the, uh, the Book Expo piece of the program, they buy a fair number of books, but those consumers, they do the same. Right now, this is the bet again. Reed is making that they are very, very bullish on on BookCon because you reference Comic Con. They run the Comic Con New York. They have cons all over all over the country, and it's it's worked out very well for them. I don't think any time too soon that um, BookCon will grow into the frenzy that Comic Con in New York is. Although Reed does think that they can get to 50,000 in the next year or two. Well, Jim Milliot, editorial director for Publishers Weekly, we really appreciate you giving us uh, the full story here on the evolution of Book Expo. Thanks for joining us on Beyond the Book. Anytime, and I'll see you at Book Expo next year, Chris. See you there, Jim. One way to predict the future is to invent it, to give it shape in the present. In Frankfurt last month, I hosted a panel discussion on the future of copyright, or does copyright have a future? The answer we heard was yes, but only if we want it to be. As Sarah Falder of the UK's Publishers Licensing Society sees it, we might even need a new word for a new age. We have thought long and hard about what we could replace the word copyright with, and no one has come up with a good solution. It does have a very arcane, historic ring to it, which is not helpful in the internet age. But I think what we're very focused on now is making copyright work in practice. Thoughts on the future of copyright, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center with its subsidiaries Rights Direct in the Netherlands and Ixis in the United Kingdom. CCC is a global leader in content workflow, document delivery, text and data mining, and rights licensing technology. You can follow Beyond the Book on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to the free podcast series on iTunes or at our website, beyondthebook.com. Our engineer and co-producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. Mm-hmm.